Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique and I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 14th, you're gonna get the following. A magic morning journal, which is going to help you every day to set your energy in the right way, daily prompts. Plus, you're gonna get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me, and you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the Platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Hey, this is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just wanted to share with you that I was playing my ukulele yesterday. I told you I've been taking lessons and um, I played a song that I wrote and um, I'll actually put it at the end of this episode. It's called Count On Me. And it was the first time that I've played that song on a ukulele and I just felt so good playing it. And it just dawned on me how much self-doubt I have and the reason it became clear is because I'm always like um, putting off sitting down and, and playing my music. I think I have this uh, belief that feels very true a lot of the time, which is, oh, I'm not really that good at that. Or I'm going to sit down and play and, you know, I'm going to be frustrated with myself. And I sat down with the ukulele teacher and in three lessons, like I learned how to play these chords and now I'm playing the song. And it just reminds me how so much of the time, like we are the gatekeeper. We are the one limiting ourselves, holding ourselves back because of our own self-doubt. And there's that awesome quote by Susie Kassam, which is self-doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And I just think it's so true. And I'm, I'm just so tired of seeing people and myself included, you know, holding ourselves back instead of just, um, doing the thing (laughs) because, Maybe like Stephen Levinson said when he was here talking about writing a play and how sometimes people write the the crappy version or you just give yourself permission to write a bad draft of something. And he goes, you look back and you realize maybe it's actually not so bad, but giving yourself the permission to do it messy allows you to even do it. But then maybe we're just way harder on ourselves than we need to be. Just some food for thought. 
So on that note, I want to talk to you about today's episode. I'm actually going to share with you a coaching call I did with two of our awesome dream ambassadors who won the raffle. And you're going to get to hear from Karen, who has a sticker business, which is just such a cool idea. I love stickers. She was feeling a little bit stuck because she wasn't getting enough people to buy. And we gave her some ideas and we talked through what she might be able to do to jumpstart the business. And then you're going to hear from Michael, who has like eight different awesome ideas. And he's really passionate about everything. But it was starting to get exhausting trying to do everything at once. So I helped him figure out how he could sort of focus. And I gave him some examples and both of them, I just helped them see what was possible. I helped them clarify what next steps they should take. So um, we're going to jump in now and take a listen. And I want to let you guys know that this Friday, so tomorrow is the last day to apply for this intensive that I'm doing. I am doing a four week intensive that also includes a two day live retreat. And I am so excited. We already have about 150 applications and we'll be just choosing a, a small intimate cohort for this program. If you want to apply, there's a link in the show notes. And um, once you're accepted, we will send you back details as to the time commitment and the cost involved. And by applying, that does not mean that you're committing to join us. We will uh, let you know, though, very soon, mid next week, who we think might be a good fit. And I just can't wait to dive in and really help you guys. So without further ado, let's listen to a coaching session uh, that I just did and see if this might help a little bit. So today, what I want to do is really just listen, check in and see if I can give you guys specific support and feedback and coaching. So often we think that what we're struggling with is unique, but really we're so similar. We're so much more similar than we are different, so much so. And it's called, we're all human and we have a few very gripping like thoughts that are like Velcro and they stick in there. And there've been a lot of things that have happened through your programming, through your conditioning, through the lives you've lived that have really created habits for you to keep believing and seeking evidence that these things are true and they are not true, but they seem so true. And I want to help you create a new possibility. And really my job is to help you see a new possibility and then give you some insight as to what step might help you unlock the next step, right? And then set you on that path of developing and continue to like come home to what really feels like the work you're supposed to do. So let's go for it. Okay. Karen. Hi. Tell us about you. Well, I own a sticker company and I am a server in a restaurant. I work a full-time job and a part-time job, and I run this company, and I help with my granddaughter. I had this idea, and you know, as I am reaching my retirement age, I was like, I can't work for somebody anymore. I need to do it for me. All my life, I've been a maker and a creator and a giver and a caretaker, and now it's time for me. So I started listening actually to Side Hustle School, and that's how I found you um, through Chris Gillibo. And I became incredibly inspired. And I thought, well, you know, there's so many of these side hustles, and I'm I'm creative in many different ways, but I really need something that I can start up easily on the internet, have fun doing. So I came across this like sticker business and I thought, gosh, this is so cool. I love them. I buy them for my granddaughter. I buy them for my kids. I have them on my cups at home. Um, I thought, why, why couldn't I do something like this? Well, my number one problem is, is I can't draw. Secondly, I have all these great ideas that are constantly running around in my head, but I need to put them together and on paper. So I sat down and I really, for a year, played around with this. And I I came up with all these different ideas of what I would like to promote as far as these cute little stickers and whatever. Um, And then I needed to find an illustrator. I had a name for a company. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so one day I was going through your Facebook page and a gal popped up. Her name is Anna Fox and she was an illustrator and she was looking for somebody to make a logo for. And I thought, you know what? This is a sign. This is totally a sign. And I contacted Anna. I had a conversation with her on the phone, told her what I wanted to do, what my vision was. She said, okay, you know, what are you looking at? I sent her some like real rudimentary pictures and she put together a beautiful logo for me, which I kind of kicked back and forth. And I was like, okay, I'm going for it. 
So I had some stickers made and I had another illustrator that had made them for me and I had them and I had the PNG files and I just sent them off. I had them developed and I started a website. And in a matter of about 10 days, I launched a website and my Instagram following went from 76 people on my Instagram to over 800 in a two and a half month period of time, which is all organic. I've paid for nothing, which is kind of cool, but I'm, I'm at that stuck period where, I mean, I have a sale here and a sale there and it's, it's not fast and furious. Like I would hope it would be, we're going to be doing our first pop-up event on the 28th. And I'm excited about that. Cause I'm really, I'm a waitress. I'm a salesperson. I like the sales end of it. And I like the creativity of bringing people together. That's kind of where I am. And I'm, I'm sort of stuck right now because I, I'm looking to get people to press the buy button because what I have is cute and it's fun and I get tons of compliments. And when I show them to people, I have that sales thing like down pat where, hey, look, this is what I have. This is what I, I have to offer. It's getting people to see me and say, hey, yeah, these really are cool. So I've done some reach out now. I have about five different illustrators that I work with. I just reached out to a local high school to try to showcase some senior and junior students um, in their graphic design program. What a great, I felt, what a great audience for them. And I just keep, you know, working at that over and over and over again. I got it. Yeah. First of all, it's really cool. (laughs) It's really cool. Like, I love it. So I'm excited that you want to make stickers. So I have a few ideas for you, okay? A few light bulbs going off for me. The first thing I thought when you talked about hiring an illustrator, I thought there are so many people already on Etsy, on here, there, whatever, who have amazing stickers. Some are like puffy ones. Some have googly eyes. Some are iridescent. There's like all, some are scratch and sniff. There's stickers everywhere. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you curated all these stickers, right? And the first thought I had was like, what if you had like a subscription model where you like for 20 bucks a month, you know, what comes in the mail is like a chunk of these stickers, right? Now, let me tell you why this works. Because if my name is Susie Smith and I make stickers and I want exposure, right? I might be on your curated box one month, but you don't necessarily have to pay me anything because you're, I'm just going to give you like a certain amount of stickers, right? And you're going to talk about me, right? And you're going to put me in this thing, but that's it, right? It's not like you're going to be like talking only solely about this person, but what happens then is like, it's just another audience for this person to be a part of. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's so many boxes like this. Have you ever seen um, the one that comes to my house? I only have one, but it's called Birchbox. It's makeup. Mm -hmm. You know, what's in there is samples, from stores. So the per- people who created Birchbox are not paying Lancome. Lancome, if anything, is paying them to be in the box. But when they first started, they probably weren't paying each other. Lancome was like, I can give you the samples I give to the people at Nordstrom, right? Just like give you a few samples, right? When you go to a sticker store, actually, they do a lot of cutting at the end of the stickers that either didn't sell or like they might have half a sheet of three stickers left. Like there's all these extra stickers <laughs> um, all the time and people are usually printing thousands of pages of stickers. And so I just think it'd be so fun. You could theme these out. Like you could have like a month of like constellation type stickers. You could have a month of stickers that are about like sport, or you could just have like grab bags where it's like all these different stickers and you become a curator for all this work that's already out there. And then people go to your Instagram and every day you're curating. So you're posting a different sticker that you love and there's a way to join this membership. And it doesn't actually cost very much. And the reason I know is because I have friends like my friend, Christina, she created something called the owner circle where she has this box. It's actually here on my desk. And she ships this out every month to people who pay her for this. And inside is like workbooks and stuff like this. There's a lot going into this box, okay? You're talking about an envelope, an envelope that's going to be like this size. And inside is going to be like some pages of stickers, like little, like this size, that size, different sizes, right? Like I'm telling you this because there's a thing called, I think it's called Pipsy Sticks. And I subscribe to it because I have three little kids. We bought some stickers at, at Paper Source, and on the back of the stickers, it said, hey, you want to join our monthly subscription? And my daughter's like, want to join the monthly subscription? I'm like, oh, God, fine. And they wrote me into this. It was $17.99, and I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? 
And all it is is an envelope. My kids are dying. Did it come? Did it come? Did it come? Mm-hmm. And I open it up and it's all these different artist stickers. Okay. So that's just one thing that I thought interesting. Another thing I'm thinking is you want to get people involved. Okay. You want to get people engaged. So I would be asking different kinds of questions and I would be creating activities for people to do with the stickers because no one clicks buy because we need to buy this pen. I bought this pen because it says, hello, beautiful, right? So the pen has a story and a feeling to it. And I bought this because it was placed next to in a shop, like all these like journals about positivity and all of this stuff. So another thing you want to do when you want people to click buy is A, you want people to engage. You want to think about things you can start to ask them to do, or you want to give them like a challenge, like take this sticker and leave it in a bathroom stall for someone to see, or, you know, what does the sticker mean to you? Or you need to just like get people engaged with the stickers, like find some way to like create a conversation and to do something with them and to have them have a purpose. So like, do they go into a scrapbook? And that's where um, people like Amy Tangerine, when she makes stickers, in fact, I have them in the other room, she sells the stickers with her scrapbook and then you use them with the scrapbook. Laura Casey also makes stickers that are really cute that say like, you've got this. Um, She has amazing stickers but they make a book for the stickers and then people use them together. And then it has a purpose. It's not just like a sticker. This subscription box, Pipsy Sticks, I think that's what it's called. They have a sticker book prototype. It's one sticker book, which you can buy. And then basically every month the kids get the new stickers and they put a new page in the book. And that's really cute because it becomes like an activity. And then they have this online I don't even actually know how, how much there is in the online community, but I would remember when you were a kid and we loved to trade stickers. So it's like, I would be engaging people in a Facebook community and I would say like, post your favorite sticker and why you like it. Or does anyone here want to do a trade? Right? Like you could do that too. Like it's just, I would start to get people connecting and then collaborations. So remember we had uh, Danielle Chris on the show. She's the jealous curator. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's talk about being a curator. Let's talk about getting people to buy from you. What would you do? She said, well, let's say you love maple syrup and your page is all different kinds of maple syrup. You're spotlighting this maple syrup maker who's in New Hampshire. The next day you're spotlighting this guy who's in, in Ireland and this is his maple syrup and this is his story and this is his farm. Like, that's really interesting. She's like, you're curating, curating, curating maple syrup. She goes, so you need to reach out to the accounts of people who sell pancakes, who love pancakes, right? You guys need to do stuff together. Like it makes sense because they have a different audience. So for you, you need to do collaboration. So it's like you have stickers and who would that go with, right? It's like, well, Laura Casey sells her stickers with journals and what are her stickers representing? And that's the next question is like, are you doing all kinds of stickers? Are they stickers for kids? Are they sort of like the positivity? Like you got this, you, you can do this kinds of stickers. Like whose stuff does that go with? And then can you do a collaboration together? Can you reach out to those people and say, I'd love to offer your following a giveaway. Uh, so three of your audience members get, they each get $100 worth of stickers if they follow me here. But I really, 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 really love the idea of you curating sticker makers because that feels so much more like a way to open up your audience. And remember that is true. Like if you look for curated pages on Instagram, they grow like wildfire, super fast. You don't need to create the content every day. You can be highlighting a different sticker, a different sticker maker, a different process of how a sticker is made, the reason behind the sticker and why it was made. Um, you could be spotlighting somebody who used it and why they loved it. Like I would just be constantly like gathering. And then I would ask people to DM you every day. I would say like, uh, you know, in your Insta story, send me like, are you a sticker maker? Do you have a favorite sticker? I'll post about it. I'll share about it. I'll do a giveaway about it. Like This is the way to bring traffic. And this is also the way for you to work smarter instead of harder. You don't have to work with like, it's a great idea to go to a high school and get these kids. I love that. I thought that was like super sweet. I would do that here and there. I think that that really shows that you're giving back and you're helping kids make stickers and so cool. But think about it even bigger. Like there are people who've already been working for the last eight years on Etsy 
who make all kinds of things, including stickers, but they don't have the time to just promote their stickers and they probably have excess. So if you can promote those people, they're going to give you some content and they're going to give you stuff to give away. So I would just make this something bigger than like buying a sticker. I see. Actually, several of these things I have done and I've thought about and the whole subscription thing is so funny that you say that because I was like, there is no real hardcore sticker subscription um, program out there because I'm a researcher and um, I, I have noticed that these are some of my stickers. Like I have a ring pop and a push pin. And then we did a lot of inspirational ones. One of the first ones we did was you are enough. We did it in two different phases. We did it as a bubble letter and then we did it ladder letters and it's really cool. And we've sold quite a few of those. I think it's both. Like, think about if you were any store, right? Mm -hmm. You would have the store's generic brand, like your brand, and then you'd have other people who do that, right? I agree. So even like if you go to Fred Siegel or Anthropology, they have like their Anthropology brand, and then they carry a few other brands. And then there's like, there's actually a sticker store at the Grove called Sticker Planet. And so they have a couple of their own things, but they don't have a sticker uh, subscription. And you know what they don't also have is they don't have sticker books. I always find that so annoying. Like they have stickers, but then I'm like, what am I kids supposed to put these in? Like they just get lost as soon as we get home. So I like the idea of creating activities. And I like the idea for parents of like a sticker one, you, you invest in like one sticker book, right? Which again, you don't have to make it or you could make it and right. you find a place that will print it on demands and you, you know, then you don't have to buy them all. Or you could find a sticker book that you like and you, sell it to your community and you keep a piece for being a curator like every other store that ever existed since the beginning of time. And then you create a subscription box, which is really mostly all the profit goes to you. And you put the call out every single month. You know, do you want to be featured in the thing? Send me, I need this many stickers depending on, and you, you send that out and you create this. And then wouldn't it be cool if you had like a a Zoom call or a Facebook group and you went on once a month and like, you know, whether it's kids, if that's your target or if it's moms making scrapbooks, but like you gathered together and you did an activity with the stickers, there's just so many cool things to do with it. But you have to, in order to get people to click buy, we have to stop telling them to buy and we have to start creating a world around the product, which is engagement, which is fun, which gets them involved with it. That's what I'm trying to say. And I would always think about being in a place where you don't have to make everything because it's much more interesting to curate other people's work, especially if that's sort of where you are. So take a second right now, write some stuff down that's lighting up and maybe even like look around on Instagram or online and see like, are there any sticker subscriptions? And then see if you can come up with like what would be the next three things that I would do? Like maybe even go to Etsy and see right now within five minutes, if you can find 10 people you like who make stickers and like, could you reach out? And like, maybe that's enough momentum. Maybe you'd get like six yeses and you'd be like, I think I just got 300 stickers coming in my door by the end of next week. So maybe I should put out a giveaway or maybe I should just put the feelers out for a subscription, or maybe I should talk about what the subscription is going to go with. You get the subscription, plus you get this online sort of connection and, and people get to talk and trade and discuss like when they join the subscription, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. So Michael, what, how can I help you? I know all the cool things that you're up to and what, what specifically do you feel like you need help around right now? Great question. Um, I've been coming at a whole bunch of different things for a lot of years now and just looking at focusing on, on the ones that are the, the major drivers. And a long time ago, I used to compete in track and field and went through a kinesiology program, worked as an exercise physiologist, but also grew up in a very musical family. But yeah, music I got into and as my life progressed, it just seemed to be the thing that was kept pushing, pushing, pushing forward. I was en route to become more of a physio occupational therapist. And I decided in 2011 to make that jump to leave my career that way and pursue what I was doing. And I would say the thing that I do with people is I help people do the things they want to do. That's the thing that I love. So when I decided I was going to do music, that's, what I, that's the role I wanted to have. And felt that that was just a natural fit for me. And also from spending so many years talking to people and realizing that there's so many people that just don't feel like they have others to share like, or have, have the communication skills to really know how to. So a lot of my shows or the ones that I love doing the most still to date are house concerts. 
just because they can be so dialogue driven, intimate, and you can, you can literally sing a song and tell a story and say, well, what do you think about this? And like have people's discussion and that influences everything. So because, so when I started doing this, I started having these opportunities pop up to tour to other places in the world. And long story short, I ended up, I'm currently finishing off next year, a project I've been doing. I've been walking through Canada uh, with, uh, which would be an eight year journey by the time it's done and almost 4,000 miles of walking that ties into my dad's history as a songwriter with something cool that happened to him in the Yukon. But really all, what actually happened is um, when I first started touring Canada, I walked into an Irish pub bar, met a guy who was connected to my dad's history as a songwriter and ended up finding out that he had connections to the guys that recorded my dad's in the 1970s. And they put me in contact with the guys that recorded him. And we got about 23 songs that we never knew existed of uh, his recordings of songs that were kind of this blip of having a chance at a music career, but he, he stopped and never carried with it. But anyways, uh, my dad passed away in 2011, which was kind of the same time where I started taking on music. So to find all these things after the fact was super, super special. And he was a major walker, which is why I've been doing this tour this way. So it's kind of a marrying of all these things I've ever done of wellness, encouraging people to get out walking, using music as the tool to, to visit places that have always been hard for me to talk about. So it's been a therapeutic thing for me and a growth thing, but also for others to, to just look at the possibilities of what can happen. And that story of how I've ended up finding all these songs of my dad's are just an example of how just saying hello to somebody can, can be a really amazing, magical thing. Anyways, through all of these different avenues, I've figured out lots of unconventional solutions of developing a career in music. And nine years ago, I started doing these songwriting workshops for artists in small groups that were just based out of my home or my apartment. I just loved to work with artists to, to figure out more, help them find out more about themselves. That's the thing I think I find the most passionate now is just helping people translate a story and really be who they are through whatever it is they do. It's mostly been with music and artists, but it's been starting to expand to other fields now. Like I've got a kind of a new niche of helping businessmen write custom songs for their partners for their anniversaries or special occasions. So there's a lot of different things. <laughs> and I think that's part of my problem is I, I love doing all these different things, but it's, it, it can be a bit pulling in too many directions. So I feel like I really just need to focus on the key ones and just clear off the path and develop those. Yeah, that is so beautiful to listen to. Like it's just so incredibly altruistic and helpful. And it is so clear that this is like such a big calling and there's so much in there and it sounds like where you just said like I feel like I'm all over the place it's really all the same thing like you're basically finding every possible tool you can to help people express themselves and find more meaning and it reminds me of a model like for you to think about one thing that just comes up in terms of the people who I've interviewed is Mike Lewis do you remember his story he created when to jump the when to jump club he was like an like smart, went to Ivy League school, graduated, got a financial job, was working in Boston, did all the things, checked all the boxes, and he really was miserable. And he had this idea that he wanted to like jump, like he wanted to get out of this whole life that he built from. He was on the top of the ladder and he was like, I just want to get off. And so he told his friend, he's like, what I really want to do is like play squash and like travel the world. And then he's like, I wonder if there's other people who like want to find their thing and and anyway, he left and he slept on people's couches and traveled the world and like played squash and everywhere he would go, he'd have these conversations and people would be like, I'm so with you. Like, I want to do more of that. And then he basically created a community called the When to Jump Club and they'd have meetings and people would come together and they'd talk and they'd share and then they would do these like excursions together. And, um, and then he started a podcast and then he wrote a book. And, and the reason I'm painting a picture for you like this is because when you talked about all of those amazing things from like all those big walks you're doing. And when you've talked about writing these songs and that the reason you're writing these songs was to just have this next conversation and how much you love the house concerts, because it'll actually allows you to do this sort of interactive. It's really becomes a class is really what it becomes. It becomes a, an experience for people to actually have a breakthrough. And so I would start thinking about all the things you love most. And then I would literally create a platform around it. And I would create 
community around it. This community can have all of those aspects, right? Like there can be a big walk that goes on. There can be all these meetups and there can be stories being told and songs and ideas being shared. And you can sit down and think like, what is the root of really what I want to get people to break through? And therefore, what would I want to do to facilitate that? And it's going to take iterating, right? You're going to need to do one and then do another. But I think that everything you're saying is so clear. Like this is just waiting to be birthed from you. You're just waiting for someone to give you the permission to actually create your own platform and start this community. It's already there. It's just you're sort of not creating an umbrella for it. And instead you're like, I can do this one thing. I can do this one thing. Instead of like zooming out and creating your own platform you're the one who has to just give yourself the permission. And the best way to do that is to just start your own platform and then start to create events in Vancouver and start to create an online situation and start asking people, introduce yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Give them a prompt, give them a question, have them interact with each other and then start to create excursions. Okay, we're going to do a three-day hike. Who wants to come? This is what it costs. Look at Chris Gillibo. Look at his model. Look at the World Domination Summit. He, he's now gathering a thousand people in Portland once a year and that event is basically just, it's his movement. It's his platform. And he brings in all these different speakers. It's the same kind of thing. Like that's what you're looking to do is create change, create breakthroughs. How does it feel when I'm saying that right now? Yeah, I've experimented with pretty much all of those things. I think the thing about I find about myself is it's almost, it's, it's hard to find the line between like the work-life balance because I, I can get almost workaholic tendency. Like I've planted so many seeds. I mean, part of the reason that you are feeling depleted is because you are right now running eight businesses. Yeah. And you're spinning your wheels because each one of those takes energy. Like I'm working with these guys in the corporate world. I'm trying to write music for sync. I'm doing this, my own music. I'm doing that. Like that has to stop. And what has to start instead is this is the platform. This is the business and this is what I'm doing. And all those things get to come along. My songwriting gets to be a part of it. My walking gets to be a part of it. My dad's story gets to be a part of it. All of it's a part of it, but it's one business and it's one platform and it's one me. And I become branded as this person who's creating a community. I'm speaking, I'm encouraging, I'm curating. And then I'm so much less exhausted because I have one one thing I'm putting all this energy into. And so it's one Instagram feed. It's one big Facebook group. It's this constant questioning around the business. What does the business need? We're going to create one event this month doing this. We're going to create, I'm going to go live every week and talk to my group about this. And then you can bring in all these ingredients. Okay. I'm going to do some songwriting here. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to bring that into this event. I'm going to use it as a prompt for this conversation. We're going to do a walk as one, but you're not going to keep doing eight different things because you're just not going to get there. Although in this moment, while you're growing the business to be a financial gain, you can just you don't have to cut it all off immediately. That would be weird. What you would do is you live your life right now with your eye on the prize of like, I'm building this community. It does not have to take six months to be profitable. It can be profitable as of next month. And then it can be more profitable and more profitable. And remember, it is a limiting belief for all of us where we're like, people won't pay for that or I can't really charge for that. That's not true. There are people who will pay for premium experiences. There are people who won't. It doesn't matter. Those are not your people. And just like Ramit said, why would you pay less when you can pay more? Like if you're paying less, you may as well not pay because when you pay less, you don't get a result. You want people to pay. If they don't pay, they won't show up and they won't do anything with what you're teaching them. It is better for you to have 30 people who are spending a lot of money than to have 200 people that generally don't want to spend money on what you're doing. So you want to curate and you want to message it and let people know this is not for everyone. This is for someone who wants to have this deep awakening experience. And that's what I'm going to facilitate. When was the last time you went camping and you came home and you felt like you found that wild part of yourself that so desperately needed to show up more? When was the last time you connected with people who really get you, who become the, your best friends for life and you go back to each other every single week and you do a walk or you show up live for each other on a Zoom call and you keep each other accountable and you brainstorm the ideas that are coming up, whether it's for your health, your wellness, your career, and you come together. People will pay for that. And it's you who's in the way because there's a part of you going, no, they won't. 
And as long as you believe that, you're not going to put the offer out there. And it's just about a different fishing hole. And what people really have to do is say, I'm going to help the smallest viable group of these people, but I'm going to help them to the hilt. Like I'm going to literally fill up every single thing they actually need that I know is going to generate for them more in their life. And I'm going to give it to them, right? Like I went to Julia Cameron's workshop. It was 1800 bucks and it was so powerful. The little things that she said and her, the result she's promising you, it's not to make more money. She's promising you the result is you stepping into your creativity, feeling more permission and guess how much that changes people's lives. It has a massive impact Mm -hmm. and it's so powerful. And what we do is we diminish ourselves and we make everything like, oh, in order for me to be worth it, I got to leave it all on the floor. I have to be the best, the expert, the this. No, people need very subtle but actual results that are simple. And those simple things are the most massive changes. And you know what most people do? They wait until they're at a funeral to get the hit. They wait until they, they were just like, you know, forced by someone to show up in Italy for this friend's wedding. And then they're standing there one day and they go, oh my God, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm having an experience. I'm actually feeling something. And they get this hit. I'm changing my life. And those things usually don't happen. We can't plan for those things to happen. But those are the moments in our life where like we really see our life and we get it. If you can create that kind of feeling for someone and passion and awakenings, those awakenings are worth, they're priceless. Like what is that worth? Don't worry about serving everybody and don't think about the fishing holes of starving artists who can't pay you. Think about the human beings, a small group of humans who you can actually help and think about how you need to be making money so that you have the energy to do this work, right? Right, yeah. And then you can do all the things you're doing, but do it under one platform. Michael, you're so obviously gifted at this. Like the kindness that comes out of you, it's so palpable, it's so real, it's so magical. You have it. You're thinking you have to work so hard and do 15 different things as opposed to just owning like this is enough and this is powerful and people will pay for what the result is that I know I can deliver from this experience. I mean, you, you should see what the going rate is for people to have a breakthrough. Like you should see what it costs people to go to therapy and it's not as powerful as being in an experience where you're, how many times have you been in a concert and you just start crying and you're like, this is so much more powerful than being on the couch. Like there's just, that takes so much longer. So we need to have a big feeling and music can do that. And community can do that. And connection can do that. And experiences outside can do that. But when you can facilitate a retreat, you go outdoors and then you sit at the top of that hike and you get your guitar out and they're like, what's he doing? And you're like, close your eyes. Just listen right now. Zip off your ego, zip off the part of you that wants to feel so uncomfortable that I'm going to sing to you. And just close your eyes. Now turn to the person next to you and tell them what you felt. You're going to have people come back from the hike, from the walk, and they're going to say, you don't know what you did for me. And you're going to say, I don't even, I don't either. I don't know what I did. Like I just showed up. But these kinds of experiences are everything. So you need to put your hand up and lead. How does that feel? Yeah, I've been, I've been feeling that for a while and there's, I guess, avoiding it really committing to it and making it happen on a bigger scale. And it can happen so quickly. Just start playing with it. You have to play with it to develop what it is. You know, is it monthly meetups? Is there a community that forms in a Facebook group? And then people find each other in different parts of the world and they do these exercises and then you meet on a Zoom call and you do a check-in or is it like there's stuff that happens for free, but then there's once a month, there's like a paid thing. If people can get to this city or is there something that happens on live, you know, chat, that's the paid part. And then there's also the excursion live part. That's a higher end thing. Like just start playing with it and see where it leads you. I think I got the name. What is it? Well, I'll tell you a very quick story. I did an experiment and this is where the walking thing kind of started for me is I dedicated three days to just wandering around, letting whatever felt like the right way to walk be the guide. Uh, and it just guided me on this really cool journey that I thought I was first day I was going to go for half an hour ended up being 12 hours. It's kind of like when you go on vacation and you just, you're in a new place and everything feels so magical. And like, you always think you have to leave home to get that feeling. But just thinking of taking the time, giving that space to do that made me feel like that exact travel feeling at home. And so one of the last things that happened, I was going to somebody's house for a barbecue and I passed by a street that I thought I should turn. 
And then I also felt at the same time, I'm going to be late for this thing. And it was the first time restriction I had. And I walked by two blocks and felt gross about it and felt I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I had to, it was hurtful. So I actually had to go back and go down that street. And I walked down for a couple of blocks and one side was a dead end. But the other one on the ground, there was this huge uh, mural type of thing painted on the ground, this big orange line with, you could see like there's footprints walking through it. And it was just going down the other road. And then there was this big giant arrow with the spray painted message on it. that just says, your life begins here. <laughs> so that was at a time when I was, had just made that decision to, to leave my past job and all these other pillars of life had like drastically changed. So it was like the fact that I almost missed it was a really crazy thing. But at every, every day since that day, I've been, trying to incorporate aspects of that in my, in my life. And that's just kept leading. That's kind of how I found you actually. But I have a, a photo of this thing that I've always thought, oh, when I write this book, maybe that's going to be the thing, you know, but maybe this is the idea of the group that kind of encompasses it all. I mean, do you know what an honor it is to have been in this conversation? Because this is it and, and mm-hmm. the world needs it so badly. And every time you start thinking about getting in your own way, Think about the human beings that need this so badly and be like, who do I think I am to take this away from those people? Michael, <laughs> just that story is your TED talk. Okay. <laughs> and those words, your life begins here. Everyone needs to hear that right now. I wish I could like take a megaphone into everybody's world right now and put that in their ears And you know what? Whenever something is super powerful, we get a lot of resistance because you know it and you know you got to level up and like you got to raise the upper limit that you have for yourself. How much do you think people would pay to get to live the life they're living instead of being dead while they're alive? How much is that worth? It's it's worth everything. (laughs) Here's how you get to price this, okay? You need to decide right now what number feels like it's the most you can possibly allow yourself to receive that's the top of your limit right now. And you can't go beyond that because it would like freak you out. But stretch as far as you can and be like, all right, if I could make $10,000 on an event profit, like that's the most right now I can, I can do for my, my moment. Okay, what's the top, 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 top? And do that, work backwards. How many people would I need? So how much would I charge? Just put that in the world. There are people right now who don't have an ounce of the compassion and ability that you have who give themselves permission to coach and to lead and charge. And that's why they have a business just because they gave themselves permission to be like, that's what I do. And here's the experience. And it's like, not really that meaty, but they decided that they have permission to charge and do it. So the more they charge, the more they can do it, the more they can serve, but you should be serving because you've got a lot of substance. Thank you so much. Now, here's the thing. What I would love for you guys to do is a couple things. One, you know, you're going to leave here. You're going to hopefully feel like a little bit like high today. Like, oh, this is so cool. Like, but the way to actually get the, the clarity is you have to write it out and then take the next step. Both of those. You have to commit right now to do that. Michael, I would go get, you know, your life begins here and I would start creating some content, whatever you think to do next. If it's content, if it's a post, if it's an email that's going out saying your life begins here, our first meetup, like take the next step and all for all of you, just start it. Like you have to start it. You have to be willing to be messy and courageous and begin. And I promise you, you will be led to the next thing and you have to know how valuable it is. And then think of the very most you can possibly be comfortable with charging and charge that and just do it. And guess what? The world will tell you, you know, either people will very quickly be like, they'll sign up and you'll go, I charge too little. Right. And you'll go, all right, I might need to adjust and charge a little less right now until I'm even more clear or more curated, but people will pay for these things. All right. What an amazing call. Thank you guys for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much fun. All right. Bye guys. Have an amazing day. Amazing week. Okay. Well, I hope you guys found that helpful. I hope that it inspires you to go seek out what's possible. Write down a few action steps. Maybe some things you're thinking about right now, go ahead and write it down and then think about like what you could actually go and do today. So here are some takeaways. Number one, create a new possibility. Number two, make activities around your offer, get people involved. Number three, curate and collaborate. You don't have to build this alone. 
Number four, people are desperate for a breakthrough. Those awakenings are priceless. Number five, you can't move forward unless you give yourself permission first. It's you who's in the way. Number six, help the smallest viable group who wants to pay the premium price. They're the ones who will commit to get the result. Number seven, you don't have to work so hard. Just own your magic because that is enough. And number eight, your life begins here. All right. So for this week wins, I wanted to give a few awesome shout outs to some of the incredible folks who were in my 12-week accelerator course. At the end of the incredible 12-week program, we challenged every person in the program to make a video of their signature offer and to post it in the group. And there were so many good ones. It was really hard to pick. But I want to let all of you know, everyone who's in that program, that I'm super proud of you for taking action. You guys, they, they put their heart and souls into this. They put their ideas out there. They gave themselves permission to dream. And I know that the ripple effects of these ideas is going to be huge. So the first person I want to give a shout out to is Pauline. She is a stand-up comedian, an improv actress, and an online sketch comedy content creator. So she's going to offer workshops to corporations and businesses and help them approach topics like problem solving and diversity inclusion through a comedy and improv lens. So it gets them to think out of the box and give them some new solutions. And she's also going to offer healing and comedy workshops. So she'll be walking people through games and improv activities to help them with struggles like social media anxiety, setting boundaries and bullying. And it's also creating a safe space to have a conversation about these things. And one more thing I want you to know is that Pauline is offering her writing and acting services to businesses if they want to make a commercial. She's going to be that go-to person to make it happen. If you want to check out what Pauline's doing, you can follow her Facebook page at Pauline G Comedy. Pauline, this is all super awesome. You are hilarious. And I know your workshops are going to be incredibly helpful and it will lead to some major breakthroughs. So I'm really proud of you. The next one I want to talk about is from Allison. Allison is an artist with a business called Oh Good Gravy. She has an Etsy store where she sells bowls, prints, and drink trays with her art all over it. And she realized that throughout her life, she always felt like she needed to create a safe space for herself. And she had this box her mom called a God box. And the idea was that you write down your struggles on a piece of paper, you put it in the box, and you send it to God, you send it out to the universe, whoever you want it to be. So Allison expanded on this idea and started creating these beautiful boxes that light up inside actually. And they have shelves to house these scraps of paper. And you can write down a dream or a frustration or a prayer or a piece of gratitude and you put it in the box and you surrender it to your higher power. And it's incredible to see these boxes. They're really beautiful. You can go follow her on Instagram at oh good gravy. That's the letter O and then good gravy. And Allison, she's going to be marketing this in a few weeks for her booth. She's made a life-size box, which is going to look unbelievable. And I'm just so proud of you, Allison. I'm so excited for your journey and to see the souls that you're going to impact with this beautiful creation. Okay. And the last shout out goes to Deb. Deb has been such an amazing cheerleader and coach to all the folks in our community. She's launching a 30-day program called Exhausted to Empowered. She's going to help you create your own customized morning routine. It's going to include a private Facebook group for support and accountability. There's going to be four one-hour Zoom calls where she's going to help you dissect the morning routines that successful people have and figure out which pieces may or may not fit into your lifestyle. Plus, this includes a 30-minute private coaching call with her. And let me tell you, Deb is a phenomenal coach. She radiates so much infectious positivity and energy. So any time you get to spend with her is really worth it. She's going to help you develop those habits and mindsets so that you can start waking up each day with intention, feeling empowered and enriched. And from my own experience, having a morning routine, it is so important because it really sets the tone for the rest of your day. And actually, it can really change the course of your whole life. So Deb's program launches October 21st. And again, it's 30 days. So you can march into the end of the year knowing that you've done something really good for yourself. If you want to find out more, you can go to her website, debraatella.com, D-E-B-O-R-A-A-T-E-L-L-A.com. You can go ahead and reach out to her there. So Deb, you're awesome. Thank you for being you and thank you for doing this work in the world. Okay, guys. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. I would not be here if it wasn't for you. Would you believe that next week we are celebrating our 200th episode, which is crazy. And we have such an amazing show prepared for you next week. And next Thursday, uh, Gabby Bernstein will be here. So you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss out on what's coming down the pipe. And it would mean the world to me if you left us a review. If you like this episode or any episode, would you do me a favor right now and go ahead and share it with a friend? 
go ahead and share it because maybe they'll hear one piece of advice and maybe just from listening to that episode, it'll change their life and change their world. We create our own possibilities. We decide what the limitations are and we set a new standard every time we go forward and say, wait, maybe this is possible. It's like having a blank canvas and taking out a new color and saying, why not? Why can't it be this? So let's continue to encourage each other to think that way and to create new possibilities. I will be back here on Monday. And I just want to remind you that I am doing a four-week intensive plus a two-day live retreat. This will include hot seats for you guys. This will include an action-packed month where I will be giving you lots to do and homework so that you will actually get results and you will leave this year, 2019, with your business ready to go, with the momentum, with the plan, with the really clear idea of what it is that is your signature offer. This is my gift helping you truly step into your gift and figure out exactly how you can serve the world, how to price it, how to serve, how to sell it. If you want to apply for this incredible program, it is going to be an intensive four weeks so that you get it all. And then we end with a two-day in-person retreat, which will be life-changing. I cannot wait. I'm super excited for the live component. It's my favorite thing to do. There's a link to the application in the show notes. Get your applications in by tomorrow night, Friday night. And we will be letting people know uh, by mid next week who is a good fit for this program. And we'll let you know if you've been accepted. And then we'll let you know what the time commitment is, what the cost is. And um, you can let us know if you can join us. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend and I will talk to you soon. Just can't sleep when you're counting sheep. I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you when you need to talk. Take a good long walk. I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you. Of all the people on the planet, if I had my choice, I couldn't have planned it. planet